Hello and welcome to an all-new Marvel cast, Explosion Network's hub of all things Marvel, a place to talk about empty MCU Beyond, from Avengers and Defenders to Dario Agar and Amadeus Cho. I'm Ashley Hodley, the Explosion Network's God of Thunder, and joining me today, Ultimate Hero Marchant. It is I, and that was another classic Ashley Hobley introduction. Absolutely. Also joining us, the Sachin Dillblatt. I too have an ex ex girlfriend Michael Myers movie. The shoutouts. There's a movie Mike Myers did called I Murdered My Axe Girlfriend. No, my girlfriend is an axe murderer. No, isn't it my wife is an axe murderer? Something like that. Isn't it my fiance is an axe murderer? Could be the sequel. <laughs> yeah, but that well the wife could be the sequel, you know. Or maybe it's oh, a no, trilogy. No, 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 the fiance is the prequel. No, it's my girlfriend. And, and like all of then. the all of the stands have the order where you watch fiance first and then at a certain point in the movie you pause it and then you go watch girlfriend and then you go back to fiance and then you go to wife. And everybody hates wife. Wife's weird. They took it in an odd direction. Okay, well, the movie is called So I Married an Axe Murderer. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> this would not would not have worked at all. So, yes. Thanks for joining us on this slight divergence away from MCU and Marvel content. Today, we're talking about the latest MCU movie coming to theaters, Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, so please be aware, we'll be freely discussing anything, everything about the plot themes in any of the film and the MCU so far as of the 6th of July, 2022. So if you haven't watched everything MCU related before now, come back later. I know it's a tall ask to watch all the MCU before now, but you've had plenty of We've time. We've got a podcast that you can listen along with while you do it to ease your time. It's this one. Just go back to all the episodes. <laughs> all right. With that said, let's jump to our discussion of Thor Love and Thunder. The old ex-girlfriend. What's it been like? Three, four years? <laughs> Eight years, seven months and six days. Give or take. Am I uh, sensing feelings? Well, you're right. The only ones who gods care about is themselves. So this is my vow. All gods will die. Directed by Taika Waititi, written by Taika Waititi and Jennifer Cason Robinson, based on Thor by Stanley, Larry Lever, and Jack Kirby, starring Chris Hemsworth. Christian Bale, Tessa Thompson, Jamie Alexander, Taika Waititi, Russell Crowe, and Natalie Portman. Thor embarks on a journey unlike anything he's ever faced, a quest for inner peace. However, his retirement gets interrupted by Gore the God Butcher, a galactic killer who seeks the extinction of the gods. Uh, Kieran, what do you think of Thor Love and Thunder? Uh, overall, I think it's a good movie. It, I feel like this is... This movie in some ways feels really refreshing because it feels like it's encapsulated in its own movie and its own premise there's it's it was really nice to have no multiverse stuff in this like there was just like very little <laughs> to no multiverse stuff in this um multiverse stuff there was not yeah well yes um like <laughs> <laughs> like it was nice to be free of that or to be free of the chains that is the rest of the mcu um, I feel like sometimes movies try a bit too hard to fit in with it, so I like the fact that this 
was more standalone and more of its own story. Um, I think it gets in its own way a little bit trying to be funny uh, because I feel like after Ragnarok, the movie is very much a case of, hey, Thor's the funny movie now that the com- the comedy movie that Thor's the funny guy and everybody around him's funny. And it just... Stuff every now and then just gets in its own way. I feel like Thor's... The ongoing joke about Thor and the the axe and the, the hammer and kind of... That dragged on a little bit too harshly for me. Um, that it was, yeah, a bit weird. Um, I loved Natalie Portman in this movie. I loved that they stuck through with the full Mighty Thor storyline with Jane Foster having breast cancer. Or, yeah, is, is it breast cancer? I never... They know they never specify in this, in this yeah. one. In, it's just I stage think four. The, yeah, it's just stage four cancer. Um, Out of four. To, to kind of <laughs> that we know see of. her... Part of me wishes they'd maybe gone a bit more of a... Um, more... I don't know. Not in-depth, but more kind of seeing the horror not the horrors of cancer but the the reality of cancer like to see stuff like jane losing her hair and stuff throughout the movie would have been like a nice touch to go a little bit deeper into that side of the story um but to be fair she didn't have chemotherapy enough to lose her hair so well we don't know how long she was having chemo for or anything like that we only know that she was doing at the start we don't mean by the by the the, by the way cat daniels was reacting to and how impatient uh, she was being it very much seemed like it was the first time <laughs> yeah okay which she said it was six months ago that she was diagnosed with cancer and everything so that's yeah. my you don't start chemo straight away though i mean most, i don't, I don't think know. so like, and we also don't know how long she was thaw prior to us seeing before god butcher's attack before god's attack i feel like she's only thaw for like a hot second but of course timelines are just weird and timey-wimey they could potentially yeah. um we yeah no but i think it was like the, the, the last third of the movie after thor kind of finds out that she has cancer i thought was maybe some of the more touching and more kind of down-to-earth relationship stuff they've done within the mcu and it you know that the the scene between thor and jane in the hospital fucking broke my heart and just from there on i was just so sad i feel like Taika Waititi, yes, maybe going overboard with the humour in this one and kind of pushing the humour a little bit too far in areas. Um, you know, there were some scenes that didn't need the humour. I felt really strangely about the um, uh, Lady Sif scene when Thor goes to find her because I almost thought that was almost as overacted by her as like the, the theatre show that we had just cut from in many ways, which I thought was really disconnected um but same time i think taika did some amazing shots in this movie i think the shot of um thor providing his power temporarily to the kids and that that kind of symbol of igrasil i hate saying igrasil um the the tree of life kind of coming through with it i think was was stunning and as well as several shots throughout the movie so i think you know obviously taika had maybe seen Sin City a couple too many times and, and that kind of grayscale movie and decided I want to do that in a in a at least a portion of a movie um, and of course it's been done in many movies since Sin City but um, it was stark it was you know it was beautiful to look at for much of it it was yeah overall really good though alright Dylan uh, we know that you're not a big fan 
of Ragnarok. Uh, Thought it was perfectly fine. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what did you think of the movie? Um, I'm of two minds. So, on one hand, I thought this movie was very funny and I had a great time, and it's a very enjoyable experience, and I laughed a lot. And it's just like a weird, similar to Doctor Strange, it just really feels like uh, Taika going full Taika, I guess, even more so than um, Ragnarok. The downside to that is a lot of my problems with Ragnarok are sort of worse here, but I will say that I think I like this more than Ragnarok, only even though I think the problems are worse, but that's maybe just because it's a lot funnier than Ragnarok and like it just commits it's like the tykiness mm. is there so I can appreciate that a, a bit more but at the same time my my problems with that movie are definitely here as well even more so so similar to what Kieran was saying um the, I feel like there's too much humor at times um the movie's too too funny for its own good in a lot of ways and then the humor undercuts nearly every scene of any emotional depth like there's maybe i feel like it's like he's writing the script like sad things and he's like oh fuck uh joke like better like better write something funny like oh shit motion oh, which is i between this and then like i had similar problems even with jojo rabbit where i feel like like the seriousness of that film he was undercutting with humor as well so um I I don't know if it's a, it's a, but I feel like in some of his older films he didn't have this problem, so I don't know what the the go is there. But um, it's Gore is fine. I feel like he's a sort of whatever villain. I feel like Jane, uh, like Natalie Portman's really good in this, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like her story never gets as much time as it properly deserved like the fact that it's a they bring it back give a thought like they all this stuff and then for for a lot of film it still feels like she's just shoved to being this supporting superhero character um until she eventually sacrifices herself and and whatever else I, i don't feel like we really got a proper mighty thor like as we probably would have deserved i feel like they could have got a bit more or given her a bit more screen time um, I also feel like the pacing's like all over the place. It's and I don't love the actions and scenes in this movie. They feel very similar over and over to me. Um, I will say like yes, there are some really good shots in this, but I also feel like a lot of the shots feel repeated. Like there's one, I feel like they do so many times that the side jumping, on shot yeah. of the jumping thing. Yeah, there's even the cup. Yeah, so there's a couple like it others was like, like, hey, this is what you you liked out of the first one. Remember that shot? Let's keep doing that over and over and over again. This is Thor's thing. Yeah, so as much as there is like visual, a lot of visual stimulation in this movie, I actually don't feel like the the shot were as creative as they could have been. In fact, I feel like they're they're quite bland. The most creative thing this movie does is when it goes into that um, the, the shadow realm. Uh, the shadow realm thing is definitely the the highlight. Um, otherwise, there's just a lot of repeated and, uh, and and boring. I think like even that a lot of the action scenes, like the when they're fighting all the Zeus's goons and stuff. I'm like, I don't like shit's just exploding, gold explosions, whatever. Like, I don't really feel like I got to show they got showcased 
mighty Thor or like her powers. Like, I don't know. It's just like, it's a lot happening, but not a much that I feel like it was super exciting. But um, the big highlights is the movie is very funny. Like, and in another world, I feel like the problem I feel like, and I've boiled it down on my head, what the problem is and how you solve it is Tyker's Thor movies shouldn't be as the plot shouldn't be focused on as big things as they are. They should be much smaller scale. They should be less, there should be less room to get annoyed that there aren't as many dramatic moments, you know? So I feel like that's a li- the, the answer in my mind of how, how you fix this. Cause this movie is literally about someone dying from cancer. Horrible someone who loses their, a villain who loses their daughter and then seeks revenge and has a sword slowly killing them. Like, that's it. Like, when you boil, when you say the, the plot of gore and the plot synopsis of this film, it sounds like it'll be super serious. It's not. Like, and, and that's the thing. Like, I, I don't feel like they, I feel like he should be doing movies that aren't focused on as serious things and they should side these storylines until a time when a, a, another director sort of handles these ones. Because I, I just feel like that he could do the more comedy romance stuff and then leave them more, unless he wants to give the gravitas, but I don't think he does, which is fine. I just, I feel like it's a wasted, like I feel like Gores and Christian Bale and the, the, the Mighty Thor stuff could have got a lot, needed a bit more drama well, to it. To There was a thing of, they were, because like, there was, I was reading an article about Christian Bale um, being like, hey, there were takes that we couldn't use of Christian Bale because he was too intense or too over the top, too or scary, too scary for a Marvel movie. And that, after watching it, that kind of bums me out because I think there's some really cool moments of of gore. Just like the mo, like the the scene that him sitting down and talking to the kids. And kind of having that moment, even though at that moment I was like, Gore is very all over the place as a character, and I can't get a read of of him. He's obviously just you know fractured and, and losing a lot of himself because of he's lost happening. his fucking marbles, is what he has. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, lost his marbles. At the same time, I kind of started going, "He's a father going through grief," you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, I sat there watching that performance from Bale, and I was like. Still play Batman. He probably should have played Joker. Like this is actually some really I mean. good of that <laughs> aesthetic for a character throughout this whole that whole bit. And if you don't know my favorite character, it's the goats. I'm just gonna put <laughs> Dude, that out there. Them now. goats were. That was all I. The goats were the goat. Is what you're saying? <laughs> just the, yeah, the goats were the goat. I was. <laughs> in character, I was like, oh, this is gonna be a bit joke. That's gonna get like the goats are gonna get killed or something's gonna happen to the goats. It's like. No, the goats were dope, like, the entire time. Like, they were badasses. Yep. I love them, but even the fact, like, they go into the Shadow Realm, it should be dark and scary, it should be, like, a really tense moment, crashes into the planet, <laughs> like, like, I laugh, but I'm still like, man, like, that's funny, but I also sort of wish this just had been, like, just, just calm down with the funnies for a moment, fucking hell. Uh, I enjoyed it, like, I went in, like, I don't know if you guys had read, like, any reviews or impressions of a of the movie before going in pretty much echoing a lot of what you said like the movie is too funny for its own good uh you know it gets in the way of like the plot and everything i didn't find that as much especially i feel like there is definitely a turning point where the movie does turn into your standard serious movie like kind of once they hit that shadow realm section 
Like, there's not really that many jokes after that. Prior to that, there is a lot of jokes. Even up to the point where, yes, the the ship lands into the rock. Goes first. <laughs> what just, do you mean lands? It crashes. It, it just, crashes. <laughs> you know, they thought they thought it was much bigger than it actually was. Um, I didn't have... I think it's interesting that it is kind of so small scale, yet the stakes are incredibly high. Yeah, it's it's an interesting choice and like an interesting balance that Tyker is trying to walk here. I don't think he succeeds all the time. I wish the movie probably had been longer so we could have more time with Jane, had more time with Gore, uh, kind of like Gore, like butchering other gods and that kind of stuff, or or Jane. Is this the shortest Marvel movie we've had in a while? Cause yes, it's not super. Quick. That was the put. That was the people saying this is the shortest movie in however long. It's like, really? It should have been longer. Mm. We could have done with some more uh, moments. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed like the simpleness of it. Of Hey, we've got, to go, we've got to go save these kids. Uh, but of course, then it kind of expands to, hey, we've got to save all gods everywhere. So, just Doctor Strange is literally one minute longer. So, <laughs> Really? Yeah, that's two hours, this six feels- minutes. This is two hours, five minutes. Oh, that Doctor Strange is so much longer than Shang Chi was only two hours twelve, so it's only a little bit longer. Uh, How all, do those yeah. two movies just feel longer than, than this? Like with those two hours four because so it's only like there's, no, there's so many laughs in this, but you know, the seriousness makes it feel longer. So you know, Far From Home's two hours nine minutes. Really, yeah. that's insane. I would have said two. Captain like, Marvel's two hours three minutes. It's shorter than this. How? That's Ant-Man and the Wasp are now 58. This is saying, this, R- Wikipedia says it's 100 and, 119 minutes, which is one hour and 59 minutes, so. What? 119 minutes. It's an hour and 59. Says what? Wikipedia, which is based on the Irish Film Classification Office. Yeah. <laughs> IMDb is reading in this two hours five or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, it, it does feel short. <laughs> But it could have been longer. <laughs> um, especially considering where we thought this was going to go, like leading in. Uh, and you had the Guardians of the Galaxy, and we thought they were going to be- play a bigger role. We thought, you know, Jane and that would have a bigger kind of place in the story. I feel like, you know, she only. We, we see her transform back into being uh, not Thor, Thor, like once. And then it's like never touched again until she's like, hey, I got cancer. <laughs> you know? Um, it's never It never actually becomes a problem with, of her f- being able to fight, it, you know? It screams like we got the Disney version of cancer. Like, Maybe. It, we, we didn't, like... It was like the sugar-coated version of cancer that, that you show to kids where it's just, you know, she's not... She's feeling tired. She's She looks exhausted mm. there's none of the more kind of well she does die so i mean that's well that's but the thing is exactly. she doesn't die die she turns into fucking stardust stardust which i feel like was i was actually kind of bummed about because i'm like i feel like that kills any emotional weight of this moment because it's because they poofs. gods old gods turn into stardust apparently yeah well, that's the thing said, just... odin do you think odin dying didn't have any emotional. Uh, no, but that's different. Is it? 
Yes, because Odin's was a more passing of the torch, and Odin was, you know, he was, he willingly was like, my time's done. I'm just waiting for you two to turn up so I can talk to you, and then I'm going to let go and let myself go. But she actively chose to, in much the same way. She knew it was going to kill her. I just, I don't, I don't know. I feel, I feel... To be honest, overall, I don't love the ending of this movie. I feel very... I actually really dig the ending of this movie. Of it. Sure, they have their fight, but, you know, it's kind of... They reform gore to a certain degree. I like that part. It's just... The... the, And this is where you're going to correct me and be like, well, we haven't seen it that much. I feel like the combination of uh, superhero plus child... Is something that we've seen, not in Marvel, <laughs> not in Marvel. That's a Star Wars thing. <laughs> fairly recently, like Deadpool had it. We've got you know we had now. What Julian Dennison was much older. He was much older, but it was still the same kind of relationship. Logan, even though that's now what it's like uh, a decade old, yeah, decade old, but it's still, I guess, fresh in my mind. I don't know. It just felt like something I was. Uh, very... You're gonna see a lot of the child adult stuff in the MCU now as they look to introduce a lot of these younger cast yes. and set them up as either the young Avengers or whatever well, this this other team's gonna be because that's where you're the, getting all the these champions like, or the something. Ho- yeah. So you've got Haw- Hawkeye and what's of like what's Hawkeye, of Ms. Marvel. You, Ms., yeah, well, Ms. Marvel's gonna be with um, Captain Marvel. Like, there's all these pairings that are happening um, yeah. at the moment that we're gonna see more of. Yeah, getting the next gen ready. Yeah. Especially when we've got young Heimdall, Heimdall Jr. I was going to say, that was another one that was like, oh, they're setting this up. Oh I my see. god, what? Heimdall had a son this whole time? We didn't know about? It's crazy. A son and a wife <laughs> who's there is like, you would <laughs> think it's his mother. So you're just like, where have these two characters just kind of rocked up with from? I mean, Heimdall was doing his job, you know? Looking. Looking all this time. Alright, how, uh, of course the movie opens with, you know, Thor with the Guardians of the Galaxy. What do we think of that combination? Uh, Guardians were pointless. I mean, it was really kind. It felt more than anything like a, just to continue on from Endgame because they all went off together. Yep. That was just the starting point. Taika was like, oh, we've got. These, this is where Thor is at the moment, and he's like, oh, does, does Thor have to be with them? And somebody at Marvel's been like, well, yeah, that's the continuity. That's where that's where we we finished him off in Endgame. And so Tiger's like, all right, oh, I guess I'll quickly have that explained and part them all of a sudden. Oh, look, they have to deal with this other issue over here. Goodbye. It's like, oh, okay. Dylan? And was there... Sorry, <laughs> just, just super, super quick. Cause maybe I can't remember the end, like the end of Endgame. Mm-hmm. What happened to Gamora? Nobody knows. Right. Okay. That's a Guardians three thing, I would assume. Right. Guardians okay. three or Guardians Christmas special? Christmas special. I'm really hoping. <laughs> it would be a very Christmas. Is story, it this year or next? It's this year, I believe. Right? Oh, I'll double check this. But I'm, I'm, the Christmas special is before three, so. I'm going to assume it's this year. I thought they were shooting them back to back. Yeah. 
Christmas special is coming. Yeah, December 2022, so yes. It's there you go, see? Gamora, look for Gamora in the Christmas special. And Zoe Saldana is listed on this cast list that I'm looking on at Wikipedia, so... Maybe Wikipedia's never wrong. It is never wrong. Um, yeah, I thought the Guardian stuff was fine. It was whatever. It's similar to what Kieran's saying. I think it was a like they it got the Thor was written into a s- specific spot, and he was very much just like, nah, <laughs> like yeah. I want to, I want to get away with that. So, like, it made for a fun opening, I guess. But yep. also, I feel like Thor's personality at the start of this film wasn't at all how I thought he would be based upon mm-hmm. like how we ended in Endgame so again there's just a lot of um, this similar thing where you have different writers take control of characters and put them in different I mean, directions I've, so it kind of felt like the fall that we had in Infinity War with the Guardians you know overconfident things in charge of everything um, you know kind of getting back into that groove after Can I, the yeah, I would say I don't maybe hot take Chris Hemsworth's great as this, like, funny Thor character. Thor's, like, quite funny in this movie. As a character, he's the least interesting character in this whole movie. He, I, I actually feel yes. like he, is the, he has the smallest non-existing arc. Like, his character goes from, I don't know, like, he literally doesn't change and he just ends the movie with a kid. Like, it's, I think yes. he has the least character growth in this movie than any other Marvel movie. I feel it's like it's about he, opening his heart, you know, to people. No, but the the, the problem letting is them come, like keeping them closer to arm's length away. There's never any progress for, you know. Obviously, you look back at the movie now and you're like, oh, this movie's trying to talk about uh, Thor's relationship with children and younger people, and he's very awkward and doesn't know the right things to do at the start. But there's no progress or learning through it it's just all of a sudden he is much better at talking to kids later on and then all of a sudden he knows how to pass on the power of thor to everybody which i was like fuck this is really cool but there was the kind of more grounded part of my brain that was like how does he know that he can do this and why hasn't he done this before um maybe he has and i think thor's energy in this movie that should be projected at uh, Jane and projected his relationship with Jane and dealing with his own issues towards that and is projected at the fucking weapons. And I know you could you could say, oh, that's him projecting that energy over to the weapons and that yeah. was the way it manifests. He's overcompensating. But... Also, it- it's funny. <laughs> That's the problem with it. It's funny, and it's like, it's not him dealing with his problems or learning anything from it. You know? But even, then he even... does deal with his problems, so thus he's learned from them. How did he deal with his problem? By by telling Jenny he's in love with her still. Expressing his feelings. The most surface level shit. <laughs> I was gonna say, okay. The most surface level right. shit. <laughs> Sometimes the surface level shit is the deepest shit, because <laughs> it's, yeah, the, he's a, it's he's, the surface at the other side of the deep shit. Yeah, he's he's literally the character I was least interested in in this movie. I feel like the character who they should have just made the movie, they should have just made Mighty Thor and had Thor be a co-star in that movie. Yes, hundred percent agree. There's still time you, to do a Black Widow esque movie with Mighty. Th- no. I mean, 
even alternative world, don't even barely even or don't even get Thor involved. Um, have it have the movie be Mighty Thor, Jane Foster, and um, King Valkyrie, and give it and give it a different director. Don't give it to Taika. I mean. We'll get and into have, it. So we'll have, talk about have, it. Have someone direct that movie where it's Tessa Thompson and Natalie Portman. They're over here doing a very serious movie about life and um, learning how to do the like how to run the whatever else, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Have that someone do that much more serious movie, The Mighty Thor. At the same time, Tyker's over here directing Thor, where he's just getting to do Korg jokes on whatever else. I'm down for both. You know, like I can. I think I, and I you might both. still get. <laughs> there's still the opportunity. I don't think so. You start bringing people out. out of Valhalla, fucking, I'm it's done. It's fucking, yeah. You it's, don't think somebody's going to crash effort. Valhalla? You know what? No, because I think you've gone through the effort of showing Jane in Valhalla. Yep. And meeting Heimdall. Yep. If they had not gone through that effort, I would all be open for any number of ways of them explaining how Jane comes back. See, I'm gonna. I, I don't mean, think that after credit scene is meant to imply that Jane can come back. I simply think that after credit scene is supposed to show you as an audience that Jane got into Valhalla and that she died and she's actually dead. She, unlike yeah. what Gore believes, does get eternal reward. Yes, for what she did on Earth. Yeah, I, I think that's what I think. It's showing you that she's there for the sole purpose of just showing you that she's there, not that she can come out and suddenly be back alive again. Because fuck that. She's dead, right? If you didn't want her dead, you should have... And I feel like... Well, she didn't die. She got transported to Valhalla, so... She died. I feel like when Natalie Portman... (laughs) Yes! (laughs) When Natalie Portman signed on to do this movie, it was largely based on we're doing the Mighty Thor storyline, and this is the last Jane Foster Mighty Thor movie. This is the only... I feel like this is... That is her staple to it. I feel like that is why we have the montage of like them quickly showing us Thor and Jane's relationship that we haven't seen since Dark World because they're like, fuck, this should have been a relationship that we've had growing all the way through. But because of our differences with Natalie Portman and not being able to get her back in, we can't. We didn't have we can't, we have We didn't have that chance to do that. So we'll have to quickly do it now. And I feel like, yeah, I just feel like this was... Natalie Portman's last hurrah to have a goodbye for the character, have a proper story for the character that is fulfilled, and yeah, she's going to make a Star Wars movie with Taika. (laughs) Wow, Taika just forgot. (laughs) He just forgot she was. Don't get angry. Sometimes people make dumb mistakes (laughs) and say stupid stuff. At least he's owning it. Uh, But yeah, I think the door's open. Yeah. No. I think I think the door is open. I don't think they'll. I don't. I think they've got so many other things they could do that they probably won't go open that door. Something happened in your life where you refuse to close doors and say things are over. <laughs> it's via <laughs> characters, I mean, podcasts. <laughs> like, <laughs> some things are just over. I just, I'm the one who said that person's dead. In you're the one who says they're coming back. So I mean, we're we're in, at odds in different things. Yeah, because this character's clearly shown dead, and that character's clearly shown not dead. There's a difference. You know, we've seen people come back from the afterlife. It's all good. Um, <laughs> Unless Deadpool like shows up and would... fucking does some weird... We literally bullshit. just had a TV show where a character was shot 
and came back to life after dying. So, I feel like this, uh, if Jane was to... Somehow the Mighty Four has returned. Yeah, yeah she comes back, returns, she can't like She it, can't go back to Valhalla, as simple as that. I feel like if she returns... No, 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 I feel like if she returns... It's a pretty it common story. Her, yeah, but it undermines her last... Like, it undermines the whole end of this movie, right? That we have this fucking crushing moment of Thor being like, no, I don't want you touching that fucking hammer. If you touch it, you're going to die, and I can't have that. I want you to give us a chance. The moment where Natalie Portman of Jane Foster makes that decision and takes the hammer, seeing that fu- that fucking face of Thor seeing her turn up killed me. Yeah, it was pretty good. Fuck I think you. the whole last third, you know, is pretty killed great. Killed me. And just seeing that and seeing that and seeing how it goes, that's I don't want her coming back because it undermines that and goes, hey, all this stuff that we just did with you, hey, don't worry about it. We're undoing it all. So no longer get attached to these characters in the MCU because we can just bring them back. It, it's I mean, just, listen, yeah. my boy Mephesto is going to come, yes. break into Valhalla, cause all sorts of havoc. <laughs> Remember when Loki died and Loki died and Loki died? Oh, wait, they, Loki's they, still they, in the MCU. He has his own fucking TV yeah, show. Exactly. So, you know, anytime now. When when Natalie Portman is paycheck, she'll come back. <laughs> uh, Gore the God Butcher. Interesting opening to this movie, actually. You know, focusing on Gore. Pretty heartbreaking, especially I imagine there was a number of children in the audience. Just this child dying at the start of the movie. Uh, Gore coming across his god. In an oasis in the middle of the desert. And, you know, much like gods, they're like, fuck you, people. You know, you're here to. <laughs> you know? I thought Gore was pretty good throughout this movie. Like, even with his full Joker esque children in a cage. Uh, what? No, that's from, like, some Miyazaki shit right there. Um, and then, you know, him, him having his big Joker speech and, like, uh, and then. Doing the whole tentacle thing with all of them in the Shadow Realm. I thought Christian Bale was pretty fantastic, in my opinion. I feel like it was pretty good, but just underutilized. Just could have just. Not, not allowed up to be the, scary enough. Yeah, crank up the scariness. Give us that horror vibe. It's where they also, started the, going and then somebody chickened the fuck out of it. Yeah. That, I think there's a very. I think, I think if it was even scary, you would be complaining even more about the tone of this movie. Like, no, if it's scary, it's so it's I feel, if it's scary, I feel like it's fine. All the, the jokes won't this matter. Movie is like the it won't undercut it. So scary. I think that's what that the first like five minutes of this movie before he crawls in and sees the god. That's the longest period this movie has without a joke. I would say from when the, the kids start fighting. I, what kids start fighting? When the kids start fighting, oh. the shadow monsters. There's no jokes between that and when. There's no jokes in there. There is no, no, no. There is quips. Fucking teddy bear. Holding up a teddy bear. That's not a joke. That's funny. (laughs) It's a joke. (laughs) It's just like and like Thor being like for a time being or for for a a moment. Like that's a joke as well. Like I feel yeah. I feel that there's even when it's trying to be serious, Thor is making jokes. It was just opening this movie and the hospital like scene are the only times this movie has like several minutes without a joke. What about the final, when they're in the final world from Kingdom Hearts 3? Mm, Alright, yeah, no joke there either. Right, so there's three <laughs> times there's no joke. 
right. Um, how do we feel about Valkyrie in this movie? Cool. I love her. I wish I had more. Yeah. I want her to have her own movie or spin-off TV show. I was I concerned that she was going to die. Like, when she gets stabbed by Gora, I'm like, fuck. Oh, my God. I was about to get so pissed. I'm like, motherfucker. I have to deal with Tessa Thompson on Westworld at the moment, but she's playing a fucking... She's an AI robot character, so I don't even get... She doesn't get personality. And they're going to they're gonna take away the... I thought they were going to take... Like, come on. Bullshit. I thought I was going to take away... I'm like, where the hell am I going to get my Tessa Thompson fix? But no, she survived. Men in Black International 2. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what... Also, shout-outs to another MC character who um, gets to suddenly hint at their sexuality, but not openly ever really do anything. <laughs> she kind of has her moments, but not heaps of that. Yeah, it's, it's, like it's, a, it's There was no moment for her to have a full-on pash with somebody. Yeah, that should <laughs> That's what Dylan so, wants. So, Pash is like the most Australian fucking thing. <laughs> like, Pash is so. Like, it is an upgrade from the English snog, but it's not. It's not good. Like, it's well, she's just English, not, so. We should have said snog. Which, uh, yeah. She didn't get to suck face with somebody. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she could have, though. I don't know how I feel Anytime, about you Ashley's. Know? She could have. At, like, at that montage at the start, they should have shown her, like. They sh- she got that moment place. with the she got that moment with the Zeus chick where she got she should have kissed she should have kissed just pulled her in and yeah, kissed her and then jumped off you know like, like a badass but but who would have predicted that Korg would have a better LGBTQ plus <laughs> oh, yeah. moment than Tessa Thompson T- well, Disney's like I don't know you if- know he can be gay you know he's allowed to be gay rocks rocks, I rocks <laughs> well is it gay if they're all male and there's no other choice. There's no other option. But is it's it gay, represent- gay to fuck your girlfriend, Ash? Like, I'm if like, it's-, you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's representation, I think, is the you know, dude had a mustache. That's gay, right? <laughs> Good old Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> I only just got that joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, also, another great cork joke. Uh, his when they visit the gods, uh, he, he, he sees his god Nini 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 yep. Nini 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 or whatever. Yeah, just see the yeah. throne he's sitting on. No, what was it? Throne of scissors. Ah, oh. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> that's Rock like you really did not know. <laughs> uh, how do we feel about Russell Crowe and the whole god? That felt like a weird tangent. Uh, so bad it was. It was, it was, it was, you know, the more he spoke, the more I liked it. Yeah, the it was... more Zeus I got, I, I don't know, like... I don't know what that accent was. I have no idea what no, the that is, was. No, like, for me... That's like, um, what got, is like... the, the, the grocer is... Oh, it's going to drop me No, 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 you know what I got? I got Super Wog vibes. Like, in like a really more, I guess, mature way and signed of mafioso, but... That kind of vibe from his accent. Really? I mean, he's like, trying to do yeah. like a Roman accent. Well, no, he's trying to do Greek because he's Zeus. Oh, Greek. Sorry, I mean, yeah, Greek. It's Con the Fruiterer. Do you guys know Con the Fruiterer? Yeah, no, I know Con the Fruiterer. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, that's what he was going for. I think. I just wonder if that was him or directed. I reckon it's... you know Russell Crowe's a big fan of Con the Fruiterer. It was, a, it was a weird accent. But... Yeah, it was, it was pretty odd, but you know, he got the lightning bolt. We all thought he was dead, too. 
I did. No, I didn't think he was dead. I was like, no shot that killed Zeus like that. But he shot him straight through the heart and he fell down. Really? <laughs> for like a thousand meters. It is yeah, but we- a flesh wound. Uh, also, a very, I'm sure people were very happy that they didn't pixelate Thor getting flicked. Uh, it was it's of- funny they did that for a trailer. Like, I didn't realize they had the pixelate butts. I don't think they, you know, save it. Save it for the movie. Don't give it away for free. Also, he Shout out to his tattoo, tattoo. the tattoos that Thor so yeah. <laughs> I, I look <laughs> forward to tattoo. Loki tats and stuff. <laughs> I look forward to like getting you the, the it coming to Disney Plus so I can pause and check out all the different tattoos. It's fucking it's like the most terrible prison tattoos as well, like <laughs> <laughs> the most generic whatever. They're like terrible lines and everything. <laughs> it's... Yeah. Uh any other points you feel like we need to hit? Korg was also very enjoyable, a good companion. Very sad when he looked like he was dead. You know, thank God. He's, he only needs his face to live. So He didn't know. Oh. He didn't know that. <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't. It's just, you know, Taika Waititi got to make jokes out of death once again. It's funny. That's where all the good jokes are. You know? Um, from Dark Place. What do I want to shout out? Oh, shout was out Was there to anything the... as bad as Bruce, uh, yeah, Bruce Banner jumping on the Rainbow Road? On the Rainbow Bridge. Did anything annoy you as much as that? Did anything annoy me as much as that? I don't feel like any one particular moment undercut I don't think anything something. undercut any moment, particularly. I don't feel like there was one strong undercutting. I just feel it was a consistent undercutting. <laughs> 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 the movie was consistently treading on its own toes to have jokes. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not saying I don't like this movie. I, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it again. I found it a lot better than Ragnarok because it is a lot funnier. It is, it is a blast. It is a lot of fun to watch. But I don't feel like, from a story and narrative perspective, it's just got a lot. I have a lot of problems with it. As far as a movie I can watch for jokes, very that's funny. It. Like it's great. You know, um, the thing I was going to shout out was the uh, the the reappearance of the uh, the actors and everything. So we got Matt Damon yep. back. Yes. And, um, um, the, and Luke, the Hemsworth. Is it Luke no. Hemsworth. No, it's the one from Westworld. Which the one he, uh, I don't know if he's ever been no. anything else. No, because no, Chris, there's Chris, Liam, and Luke, right? I think it's yeah, Liam. Luke. No, Is it's it? Luke Hemsworth because Liam Hemsworth's Hunger Games Hemsworth. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's Luke then. Yeah, yeah, it's Luke. Yeah, it's Luke. Yeah. Look at me! Um, Look at me go! Yeah! Point, crazy. Points for you. And then we got um, Sam Neill also, back. Yeah, Sam Neill was good, but then when Melissa McCarthy showed up, I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of weird cameos in this movie. <laughs> that they spent a lot of time on that. That sequence. That I didn't even really mind. Didn't need to. <laughs> like, I was like, they don't need to, but I'm enjoying Matt Damon just going ham. And then him and... And then them Bill. showing back up again, him and Luke being like, well, we, actors, we need to... We Do can fresh start material. working on the screenplay right now. Bring everybody together. <laughs> but then they also had like... Um, I was trying to find his name here because I recognise him, but remember his name. Ben Falcone is like the stage manager who's like in all these movies with Miss McCarthy like in a bunch with him so I'm like is this like they just go hand in hand and then what was the other weird cameo I spotted well Wait, yeah Ben Daniel- Rothcone's Mithilis McCarthy's husband so oh, okay there you go I didn't know that um and then you've got Daly Pearson was in this which is like 
the executive producer of Bluey and does some of the voices, uh, which I was like, sure. <laughs> like, what? So th- there's some like wild. Um, and then what was the other one I wanted to shout out? Oh, uh, Elsa Pataki played the wolf woman, which was a good little. Uh, the one who's there, I thought. You, the who's wolf woman that he's kissing Thor. while riding. Yeah, the, the one. Wolf? Yeah, the, yes. So that was a. a That's good, funny uh, because apparently Chris Hemsworth. Oh, uh, yeah, Chris Hemsworth's in her movie. With her. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Which no one watches because apparently it's terrible. So can I? Say it was the, very popular on Netflix. A lot of hours watched. So that does. Not <laughs> I haven't mean watched it yet. Good. So we'll see. So, uh also, I think the tour guide who is doing the tour is. Thor's old roommate is what my brother said. Oh, from that short that they did? That's who... No. It's on here somewhere. I think it is. Oh my god, it totally is. Daryl. Daryl. I didn't realise he played him as well then. I didn't even realize, I never put that together. What? That, uh... No, that's who I was talking about. The Bluey or Belfine Ben. Yeah, the Bluey guy. I didn't realize he was. Oh there. my god, mind blown! So I didn't know go. that either. Oh well, it's good. Like I recognize his names in the credits, like because I was sitting there watching credits, waiting for the yeah. after credits, obviously, and like I recognize his name now from Bluey. So I was like, oh, that's funny. But I never realized yeah. he was Daryl. <laughs> <That's, laughs> so that's funny. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I will say an evolution from Ragnarok that I was annoyed with in Ragnarok. The ability to use war th- more than one licensed song, and to just choose Guns N' Roses. Yeah, and, um... I was also going to mention this really <laughs> yeah. pissed me off. This really pissed me off. Like, it's not even Guns N' Roses multiple albums and songs. It's literally Taika. So Marvel's like, so what are we using for soundtrack? Taika held up the one Guns N' Roses album and went this, and they're like, just the one song off that. Nah, th- this is it. Like, this, this we're this, using the songs. This movie this album. was scored by Axel. Okay. He chose the playlist. Even had it, but I you know what? I did have a very strong urge to play Guns N' Roses on my drive home because I was like, damn, this is some good shit. This is this is some this takes me back to when I was a teenager and learned who Guns N' Roses were. (laughs) Right around the time of Guitar Hero three. Yeah, that's fine. Alright. Kieran, what's the most marvelous moment of Thor Love and Thunder? Thor giving the power of Thor temporarily to the kids. Um, as I said, it was the the actual cinematography behind it I thought was awesome. Even though I had to turn off my logical brain for a bit and to explain what the fuck was happening. Um, no, I, I absolutely love this to bits and, and it was a great moment. It was, you know, got me a little bit choked up and a bit hyped up for for the moment itself. And um, because at first I was like, this is very strange. He is talking to these kids and sending these kids into battle. (laughs) That seems horrible. Like, like that seems like, like, this is what is going on. There's got to be some kind of like twist to this or something that's going to be like, hey, Thor, don't send kids into battle. But no, the moment he kind of empowered them all with the power of Thor. I'm like, that's that's some cool shit. I'm glad we didn't have um uh fucking Shazam levels of them all becoming buff Vikings all of a sudden and uh getting armor and stuff. They were all just lightning powered up. But no, it was uh, it was a good moment and, and the most marvelous moment of all. Um yeah. 
Dylan, what was your most marvellous moment? Uh, the introduction of the goats. I was gonna, I fucking knew it. <laughs> I could have called it. I was, I was even gonna say a meme then and be like, and that's why my survival's moment before Dylan talks about the goats. <laughs> uh, I mean, I didn't love the Guardians in this movie, but that scene where the goats are just yelling in the background and Gamora goes, um, fucking Nebula goes to kill him and whatever else, I was like having a blast. <laughs> and she shoots, shoots Cork and just like. She shoots Cork literally in the head. And I was like, you're all right. And he's like, yeah, mate. Like. <laughs> I mean, uh, and then the fact that um, when Thor was like because if they don't shut up we'll eat them and the camera like zip we'll, hands we'll to the left and then faces <laughs> just stop he's like that's pretty fantastic I do love I kind of love that opening fight of Thor like wrecking wrecking all those aliens having his big John claude Van Damme oh, moment sorry that that moment I fucking called it where they like the two and I'm like He's gonna Jean-Claude Van Damme this shit, isn't he? He's gonna do it. And he fucking did it. And I was like, you know, I'm okay with this. I'm very much okay with it. And that then, was uh, Stephen Curry, by the way. Um, which the Australians guy? should know as yeah. uh, from the castle. Yeah. What was the dude? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought I was like, this is somebody. Uh, because I do, did enjoy <laughs> Thor proceeding to destroy their temple, you know. And then trying to apologize for it. And the then- part after he's like, and I just want to say, I don't talk about it. Well, I just want to say, I'm getting upset talking about it. I just want to say, well, I just- <laughs> like- <laughs> Sometimes we need to talk about things before we can. Uh- also, the fact that he's like, and you've accepted these goats and you can no longer take them back. Bye. <laughs> uh, so good. You know, uh, I love that. But my most marvelous moment, I think, is the fight on the Shadow Realm. You know? The black and white elements, but then the bits of color from the different light sources, like from the lightning or from their hammer or axe, that was really beautifully put together and colored. I don't know exactly how they would have done it, whether it would have been like done by hand, like filters or who knows how. I look forward to uh, corridor, corridor, like doing a vision, do a breakdown of how 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 you I- go about that scene. I presume they shot it in color and yeah, I know, they, but yeah. but like, how do you make it only like a very you just rotoscope portion. it, right? You just rotoscope <laughs> it all. Uh, yeah, what frame by frame? Answer. Yeah, it's a hundred percent what he did. That's a hundred percent answer. I mean, I don't know if there's a quicker way, but if you were to ask me to do that shot with absolutely no um, actually good advice, yeah, um, I would rotoscope it, and they would tell me I did it the longest way possible, but I would do it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and even like. Him holding Thor and that hostage and, like, you know, forcing him pretty much to get that hammer. Oh, get that axe. Uh, do we want to touch on all the celestial moments throughout this movie? Do we feel like that's important? Like, all the, there's a lot of celestial. We even see celestials in the god world, like, in the background. There's obviously celestial and- statues when we get to that final temple thing. Huh. The Eternity, the Eternals. Yeah. Hmm. No, I have no idea how they connect. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Do we? I think that might have been like the biggest potential connection in this movie to the rest of the MCU. Like hinting at different celestial beings and that kind of stuff, and them reaching Eternity. 
Also, I kind of saw. I actually, I was surprised. I thought for sure Thor would go in there and wish Jane would be healthy again. It was too that's predictable. What I, right? that's, that's what, what I, I figured it was going to be. Well. For you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, yes, uh, we can be happy that it didn't exactly go that way, and we get you know little love, uh, which is apparently her name. I didn't realize. <laughs> Her name is Love. Uh, and that very sweet moment. Also, the little girl played by Chris Hemsworth's daughter. So, you know, that explains the back and forth and that kind of stuff. He's like, man. Nepotism. Uh, eventually, <laughs> eventually, gets I'm going to be Gets his brother a job. Gets his daughter a job. <laughs> He's just looking out for himself. He's just like, man, eventually I'm going to be, even though I'm going to wait till I surpass Hugh Jackman in the most years served as a single comic book character. But once I'm done, I need a way of getting back. this MCU money. <laughs> Hugh Jackman was going to come back into one MCU they, movie, so he can. <laughs> or was it when they filmed it, they just had no choice because they couldn't get anyone else? It was COVID, there. yeah. <laughs> it was COVID. So. Like, we don't have time. We just need to find some girl who's willing to sit in this makeup. Also, very childlike whole sequence. Uh, and credit sequences. We get a mid credit scene where Zeus is alive. He's talking to somebody, and that somebody, Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. You know who was playing Hercules? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Emmy Award winning actor, Brett Goldstein. You know, pretty good fit. It had been rumoured. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, was rumoured he was in the movie, so yeah. I guess that counts. He has like literally one second on the screen. But... Yeah. I mean, I'm keen for him. Well, say, I'll say the costume looked like it was like perfect, to be honest. Yeah, like, pretty to MCU to accurate. Yeah. Um, I guess my question is, what? Where does that fit? That's the next movie. The next Thor. Thor movie, v Hercules. Hercules. Yeah, Thor v Hercules. Dawn of Justice. Yep. <laughs> Kieran, you've got a. Uh, uh, you don't agree. I feel like Dawn of Justice needs to be put to bed, right? Like, just needs to... No. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I think that makes the most sense. Although it sounds like Chris Hemsworth wants to take a break for a while, so it could be a while before we get another Thor. But, you know, we don't need one anytime soon, so... Uh, but yeah, that, it's interesting that the potential's there for... Russell Crowe come back as Zeus for more of that accent, uh, but yeah, Brett Goldman, uh, Brett Goldstein. Goldstein. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he's great. You know, playing the he's got the hairy chest to fit the role of Hercules. So you know, crazy that they've, they've got this MCU Hercules and they're going to do a live action Guy Ritchie version as well. So very amusing. Uh, and then of course the final end credits is you know. Jane Foster going to Valhalla. Proving that Teaming she's up with Heimdall. Never to return. Getting what? Fulfilling Idris Elba's like seven movie contract, I assume. Black Superman. <laughs> what I really hope for the Brett Goldstein thing is because like if you hear him speak, he's got that very like prim proper British accent. Yes. Which is the which is the funny thing. He'll be like, Oh, thanks guys for winning the Emmy or whatever else. Yes. But like obviously the role he's most famous for is like really gruff and so yeah. I, I'm just picturing that if that's like how he was hired, like just play that character, but Hercules, that's all that's I'm so yeah. obviously we can't get the swearing. Kieran has no idea what we're talking about because he hasn't watched that last time, but 
I mean, the funniest thing is that he's like, he's a writer and a podcaster, and now he's, you know, in the MCU. So we can all it dream. For everyone. All right. Anything else we feel like we need to touch from Thor Love and Thunder? Any other fantastic jokes that you loved? I will Um, say I was I didn't love the the helmet thing for Thor, which felt very like forced. (laughs) No Ashley didn't like something? Yeah. He's, he's saying it? I, I like how of all the complaints he's like look guys my one complaint the helmet thing oh, everything helmet else is perfect it's like though. he's not helmet wearing a helmet and he puts a on bit, a helmet for no reason a bit, bit for, no because she has a helmet and he's like man I haven't had a helmet I've got this new armor new helmet and also mine has these wings things that pop out like he was just that's I just like it, that's not insecure. a knife this is you're, you're making like, sense he, there's nothing wrong with this movie <laughs> <laughs> Um, my one question coming towards the end of this movie: Do we feel that it's um taking a very long time to set up the MCU direction? Yes, considering we thought that Multiverse of Madness was going to do that, Mm. and it didn't. And I guess the only thing we've had that's had like a major direction to it really is Loki. Like, Loki is the thing that's had the most direction for where the MCU's going? We assume. Yeah, I just don't... But isn't that what we want? Like, we just wanted these self-contained stories for a little while? We didn't necessarily need a direction for the entire MCU? But the thing is, that's the thing, right? If they had chose to do that, yes. But they haven't chose to do that, because there's definitely this multiverse stuff going on. They've... They've... They have put the multiverse into action. They've told us this is happening, but they're not. They've used it twice. Uh, no, they've used it more than twice. Loki, One Division, Loki, One Division wasn't a multiverse. It's still teased and set up the idea. That's like <sighs> Doctor Strange, Spider Man, Spider Man. I guess that's kind of like half the premise of that movie. Is <laughs> literally the whole premise is a bunch of Spider Man come through. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the whole point you mean, so, not the premise. Yeah, yeah, whole, <laughs> whole point. So yeah, I I feel like yes, if every movie was just a standalone story and whatever else, fine. But I think yeah, I'm at the stage now where they just keep fiddling around with all these ideas. I am now at the point where I'm like, all right, I just need like, I need a little. I just want. Do we think it will know once the next slate of films is revealed? If I know, no. <laughs> Probably. Not, you know no. the the biggest problem is right, is that I think. They are trying to figure out what the fuck they do without Avengers films. Because Avenger films were the bookends of the phases. They were the, hey, this movie is where we're building to. This is going to wrap up this block of movies. And it's going to set up everything next. Yeah. And do we just don't not, have that anymore. Do they just do an event film? Like, like we a, thought that was going to be like multiverse, right? Like, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is like, you do a... Civil War as it's a movie. Hmm. You know? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, Siege. <laughs> Marvel, Marvel's but- Siege. Or Marvel's Fear Itself. Or Marvel's Spider Island. I don't know. Or Secret Wars. Or Secret like Wars, that. yes. Yes. Secret but Wars makes more sense. But- didn't we... This might be me wrong, be wrong remembering. Didn't we think that's what... Doctor Strange was going to be was yes, the first we did. one of those, and it just wasn't. 
That's okay. It, it, it's okay that it wasn't, but I feel like that leaves us now with more questions than answers of, okay, where the fuck do we... Is it exciting that we've got questions or is it annoying that we don't have answers? Uh, I think it's just... I feel like... I, I think I... everything starts next year. That's... But I just feel like there's a, been a lot of, like, just throwing out elements and not giving you a general direction where if you compare that to Thanos, it was very slowly teasing Thanos, literally putting his, like... Saying well, one Avengers, lines yeah. over like ten films, but like, you always knew Thanos was the end game. Yeah, super Literally. minor <laughs> thing, and I think this is them wanting to get away from them and why they didn't do it. I was almost waiting for them to say Jane's cancer was caused by having the Infinity Stone use her body as a um, vessel for a period of time. They made it like hereditary. It seemed like yes, correct. They did. <laughs> they did. Alright, anything else? Alright. That brings to the end of this episode of a full new Marvel cast. Uh, if Let us know what you thought of Thor Love and Thunder. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Did you find it funny? Did you not find it funny? Did you think it was undercut the entire time? Let us know by going to explosion.com slash Twitter or you can jump into our Discord at explosion.com slash Discord. If you want to help us out here at all new Marvel cast, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser Leave us five stars anywhere you can leave five stars or just tell people about the number one Australian-made MCU podcast. And if you like this episode, thoughts worth a dollar, head on over to our code page at explosion.com slash support. Okay, so of course we are continuing our episode discussions of Ms. Marvel. Uh, episode five will be out within the next 24 hours of this episode being released. Or you can join us next week for the next, the finale of Ms. Marvel. And of course, the next movie in the MCU will be Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which comes out November 11th. So make sure you watch that and join us next time for another all new Marvel cast. Mm-hmm.